Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. Good morning, good morning. Who prayed for the snow? Yeah, the rest of you, enjoy it. You live in Michigan, come on. Every time I say that, Jason's like, not for long, I'm moving. And yet he doesn't move. He doesn't, he doesn't move. Hope you enjoy in the snow. My kids last night, Jono ran up to me. It had just started snowing. He's like, can we go sledding? And I'm like, there's, there's not enough for me to sled yet. He comes back like 30 minutes later. He goes, how about now? Now can we go sledding? I go, Jono, it'll be here tomorrow. And he goes, are you sure? <laughs> We've had such a lame winter so far. He's like, are you? I'm like, it'll be there. It will be there. But we're really glad that you guys are here and excited for the season we're going in. Now, coming up next week starts something that we have kind of like made a tradition around here, and it's Q&A. So we're going to do some Q&A here. So here's what that means. You've got to send in some questions so I know what we're talking about next week. So get out your phone, please. Get out your phone right now if you don't. I'll give you a minute. Get out your phone. There we go. Okay, here's the number you can text in your questions, whether you have some right now. Maybe you're going through your quiet time this week. You have some questions, but shoot it. But here it is. It's 616. It's 379. So 616-379-9293. I had a slide with it on it, but I put the wrong number on the slide. So that's not up there. <laughs> like, oh, how did I miss that? I don't know. But that is our church number. You can also get that on our website. But one more time, it's 379-9293. So shoot your questions in, and then we're going to sit down. We're going to take the next few weeks and just kind of go over and answer those from the Bible, and that's always a lot of fun. But tomorrow starts Seek. That's 21 days of prayer, seeking after God, and fasting. And let me encourage every one of you to join us for that. Really, I really, really, really hope you do that. We're going to spend some time really just seeking after God and building our spirit. Uh, what, you, what you feed thrives, what you starve dies. And we're going to take some time and build our spirit. And here's what I know. 2022 will be the best year you've ever had if it's your best year spiritually. If you're growing spiritually and if spiritually this is your best year, it will be your best year, period. So let's confront that. Let's make sure, let's work on that right now starting on day two and day three in these next 21 days as we really take some time and seek after God. Now, 21 days is not a magical number, but it's something that we find in the story of Daniel in the Bible where he was seeking an answer from God. And so for 21 days, and here's what we find is Daniel chapter 10, verse 1. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel. Its message was true and it concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. He says this in verse 2. At the time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate, no, I ate no choice foods, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. And Daniel was looking for an answer, so he said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to deny myself. I'm going to humble myself. I'm not going to be eating any of these, these choice foods. And that's where we get these, these 21 days, and that's where maybe you've heard it before, but the Daniel fast is kind of like, okay, no choice foods. That's, that's what I'm going to do. And then another part of that that's not so popular is the no lotions, like no, no brushing your teeth and no deodorant, none of that. That didn't really catch on quite as, quite as much, but, 
I encourage you to use those things, especially if you're fasting. You end up with fasting breath, and it's not good. This morning breath, that's bad. Fasting breath, that's, that's something different. It's, it's, it's really something different. But here's something that we see in the Bible. We talked about this last week. Matthew 6, 17 says, when you fast. So this is not something for the super elite, crazy ninja Christians to do. Like only, only those guys do this. This is something for everybody. When you fast. This isn't something reserved for somebody else. Or I, I haven't been a Christian that long. You know, I really gave my heart to God last night. I'm starting the year off right. Great, this is for you. You don't have to wait for this. This is not like, oh, well, no, no, we jump in. And what we asked last week, and I'll ask it one more time, is this, is you pray and you ask God, say, God, what should this look like for me? And then what he guides you to do, you do. You pray, you ask, and you say, maybe I'll do something like the Daniel fast, or maybe I'll do a, a just water fast for, for a day, or, uh, you know, I'm going to do a few days of a water fast, or, or maybe every Tuesday I'm going to do a nothing but water fast. Or, you, you work it out, you pray, but we want you to grow spiritually. And one of the things that happens when we fast is specifically that. In Matthew 17, a man comes up to Jesus, and he says, I brought my, my son to your disciples because he, he has an evil spirit and it, it, it throws him around and he gets convulsions, it throws him into the fire. He says, but your disciples could not heal him. That's verse 16. He says, but your disciples could not heal him. Now, that's not the surprising part. The disciples were a really interesting group of people. Like you read at what they do and you kind of follow the disciples, you're like, wow, he did not choose like the greatest of the great people. So that's not surprising. But then later, the disciples come to Jesus and they say this. They say, why couldn't we, why couldn't we drive this demon out? What was wrong? And here's Jesus' answer. It's Matthew 17, 21. But this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. Jesus told his disciples, he says, unless you're fasting, you won't have, you will not have the authority, you won't have the dominion, you won't have the victory in this area. You won't have it. There's something about it that we need. There's something, there's a place that we will not grow, go spiritually if we're not fasting. And I think the devil knew it. Now some of you, hopefully you, you bring your Bible. As you're reading through your Bible, you may have noticed that as you get to Matthew 17, 21, some of your Bibles don't have that verse in there. It just skips from 19, 20, skip 22. I remember when I found that. I was like a little kid and I had my little brown NIV Bible and I remember I'm reading through there and I ran up to my mom, I'm like, I need a new Bible. And she's like, what? And I go, it's missing verse 21. And she's like, what? And I showed her, she starts laughing and she's like, yup, it's gone. She goes, but take a look. And what does it say? And I'm like, it doesn't say anything, it's missing. And she's like, but, but, but look there, did you see that little asterisk? And so I remember I'm looking at the Bible. She goes, I go, yeah, I see it. She's like, right down at the bottom of your Bible there, at the bottom of that page, look and find it. And that means there's some notes about this. And so I went down and I looked and sure enough, right down at the bottom that says some manuscripts did not include verse 21, which state, this one does not come out, but by prayer and fasting. So some versions do, some don't. The New King James has it. Um, the King James Version has it, the, NA, the NAB has it, um, there's a few, but there's some that don't. 
And you can just kind of skip right over this. And I believe that, honestly, that the reason that it doesn't, that some of these versions doesn't, don't, doesn't, that's just wrong. <laughs> Is it an attack of the devil? Because he doesn't want his, God's children to have the dominion, the authority, the victory in this area. Every verse is in the Bible for a reason. And God's like, my people need this. And unfortunately, fasting as a regular discipline has really fallen away from so many of us here in Western Christian dumb. That it's just like, it's just kind of, it's just kind of fallen away. And it really needs to be a part, not just of these 21 days. Okay, we're doing this together as a church. Yes, please join us and do this. But it should really be a part of our regular Christian walk that we choose to fast, that we choose to fast because we want to grow spiritually. I love the saying, I will do today what others won't so that tomorrow I can do what others can't. And spirit, fasting is one of those. There's something that we can all choose today to do, but if we don't, tomorrow there's things that we can't do. So let's do this, jump on board, and let's do this together. And one of the reasons that we do it is this. Acts 13, verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work of which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. It's to hear God's voice. How many of you would like to hear God's voice? You'd like, I got some questions for him. I'd like some answers. I'd like some direction. Raise your hand if you'd like to hear God's voice. Okay, that's most of us. Here's what it says here. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, they heard God's voice. One of the reasons that we fast is we turn, is, is to hear God's voice. And literally what we're doing is we're saying, body, you do not get what you want. My body has desires, it has wants, it always wants no-bake cookies. There's never a moment that it does not want no-bake cookies. I can say no to just about everything, especially when it comes to food. Uh, food, eating is kind of a, a, a chore. Um, you're like, oh, I got to eat again. Why? Because I'm hungry again. I'm not like, oh, I love food. Oh, this is going to be delicious. Oh, great, I get to eat. I'm going to savor the flavor in the moment. I don't do any of that. Like, not at all. And I drink, I drink my lattes the same. I'm picky, but I drink them the same. It's not like, oh, this is so good. It's like, yep, it's good. Go, 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 like, okay, if I like it, I'm just going to drink it. I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's a bit of a chore for me. But here's the thing. My body has these desires. It knows what it wants. One of them is food, but there's a whole lot of other things that our bodies want. And what we're doing is we're saying, I'm, I want to hear from God. I'm going to turn down that voice. I'm not going to give it what it wants. I'm going to seek after God. I want to hear what God has to say. One of the things that I ask everybody, if we do premarital counseling, people come in, that usually means they're engaged and wanting to get married, premarital counseling. It, I know it's probably what it sounds like. But even then, this is what I say. I say, okay, I'd love to marry you. Know, we, we sit down and we talk. And I'm like, all right, here's what I want you to do, though. I want you to fast. And I ask couples, I'm like, I know you're already engaged, but here's what I want you to do. And I ask them, I say, to fast for 24 hours, and you pray and you ask God. Because the more sure that I am of something, the more I need to double check with God. Because my tendency is I'm so sure I'm going to ignore everything else. And let me just say, we do not make 
the dumbest, let me say it this way, the dumbest decisions we will ever make is when we are, we're, we're in love, we're Twitter-pated. Like, it, it is just all there is to it. It's, we make the worst decisions. Like, we, we need help. So one of the things I say is, like, you need to fast and pray. You see God just do it? Just do a 24-hour fast. They're already engaged. Yeah, but you're not married until you're married. Engagements have gotten called off. I've helped with some of those. Like, some couples come in, and you're like, this is going to be a mess. Like, you just look at it, you're like, this is not going to go well. And you don't just, like, you can't just say, like, this isn't going to work. I'm not going to do this. But you can help them just kind of see and be like, okay, what about this? And ask them questions. And then they call a couple weeks later, like, we're so sorry to let you know, but we called it off. And you're like, thank you, Jesus. That was, I'm glad you did that. We we, we can kind of help that. But we need to hear from God. We need to hear from God, and one of the ways we do it is through fasting. Now, how many of you guys like sushi? Who likes sushi? Raise your hand. I love this stuff. It's really fun. I, I like sushi, but something that sushi comes with, when you, when you go and, the, and they bring out the sushi, something that's always on that plate that's absolutely useless, that they always are, and it's not the wasabi. I love wasabi. Wasabi is half the fun of sushi. Like you eat it, and I don't know how, how your body responds to it, but when I eat wasabi, like it travels, it takes a trip around my face. Like it gets hot over here, and then my ear and my nose, and then this eye will like twitch, like, oh, here it goes. And it goes all the way around to this eye, and then it comes back down. I'm like, oh. And Beck's like, you got a big piece, didn't you? I'm like, yes. Yes. I'm like, can I have yours? And I usually take hers too. No, no, no. The wasabi, that's not the useless part. The useless part are those little strips of pickled ginger. Beck loves it. You're going to have mine. We're married. It's so good. She gets that and I get her wasabi. It's perfect. Perfect. But here's what that stuff is meant to do. You know what that stuff's meant to do? You probably already know this. But what it's meant to do is to cleanse your palate between foods so that you can taste it better. It's to get rid of the other flavors and things so that you can fully enjoy the next food that you're about to eat. So you can fully taste it. Well, what fasting does is we're getting rid of the other voices. We're getting the body out of the way so that we can hear what God has to say. So we're tuning into the spirit, to what he has for us. That's what fasting is. So here's some things. I just want to give you some tips on how to get the most out of your fast. Number one is this. Be specific. If you're fasting and you're like, man... I'm fasting for, or I'm hoping for in this fast, be specific and pray specific. So if you're fasting for wisdom, Daniel fasted for wisdom, then be like, okay, I'm fasting for wisdom, write down James 1.5. This one's for you. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. You're like, I need wisdom for this decision, for what I'm about to do with my business, for my family, this move. If you're fasting for that, then write it down. Be specific and be like, all right, God, James 5 says that you give wisdom. I need it. Thank you for it. If you're fasting because you're like, you know, the spiritual gifts just don't really seem to be, to be present in my life or I want them more, then, then, then you fast that. And you'd be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And, and like, well, 1 Corinthians 14 says that we should desire the greater gifts. So God, this is what I desire. And I ask you to help me with this. And, and this is what, so be specific. If you're like, I want to be used by God, I just, I want him to be used more, I want him to use me more, 
then, then be specific and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. 2 Timothy 2.20 says this, but in a great house, there's not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. For my fast this year, this, 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 this verse is for me. This one, this one is what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, God. It says, and here's the interesting part in there. It says, in a house, there's vessels of both honor and dishonor. They have different uses that they're used for. And especially at this day, when he's talking about vessels and things that hold, it's like bedpans. Like, that's, that's what he's talking, that, that, that fits right in here. So there's some vessels that are used for honor, drinking water and things like that. And there's some that are like, it's dishonor. Like, this, this isn't a good, I don't take the best vessel I have and use it for that. No. But then he says this, and he says, if anyone, this is verse 21, of 2 Timothy 2, 21, he says, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an vessel of honor, ready for the master to use. It says cleanses himself. It doesn't say, if somebody allows me to come in and wash the dish, he says cleanses himself. So for me, one of the things I'm fasting this year is like, God, show me what's in the way. Is it things that I'm watching, things that I'm listening to? What's in the way? Is it a thought pattern that needs to be, to be rewritten in the way that I'm approaching? What is it that needs to get out of here? I want to be a vessel that's ready for you to use. Am I holding on to things too tight? What is it? I want to be that. I want to cleanse myself. God, show me what I need to do to get out of the way so I can hear, so I can be better used by you, so I'm ready for what you have for me. That's one that God has really spoken to me during this time. Maybe, maybe it's a financial breakthrough. Be specific about it. Be specific. Another one, get the most out of your fast. If you're going to do it, get the most out of it you can is this, is we're going to spend some time praying. Again, not eating food is a bad diet. Like it might work, but that's, that's just a bad diet. And that's not what we're doing here. What I want is I want my body, I want to learn to be more spirit-led than I ever have before, learn to hear that voice so much clearer. Hear God's voice, to recognize it and to know it. And here's another thing for you, and that's this, is we're going to spend time praying and then worship. So time in worship and worship music. And here's why I say that. Here's why I bring up music. Music is incredibly powerful. Music is spiritual as well. And here's why I say that. Second Kings chapter 3, we find Elisha. And Elisha wants to hear from the Lord. So what he does is he says this. He says, send for me a harpist. So a harpist comes, and while the music is being played, the word of the Lord comes to Elisha, and then he says, okay, this is what, the word of, this is what God has to say. He wants to hear from God, so what does he do? He says, tell somebody, I need some music. Music is spiritual. In 2 Samuel, we see David, King David, is tormented by an evil spirit. But David, King Saul's tormented by the evil spirit. David comes in, and David would play the harp. And whenever he would play the harp, the Bible says that the evil spirit would leave. So here's what we see. We see music has the ability 
to create an environment where an evil spirit is not welcome. Music has the ability, somebody wants to hear from God, Elisha says, bring me a harpist to play. Music is spiritual. If it can create an environment where an evil spirit is not welcome, I believe with all of my heart that it can create an environment where an evil spirit is welcome. Years ago, Becca told me that uh, some girls that she had, that she was uh, in, what was that called again? You don't, you don't, you're not reading my mind and know the story I'm going to yet? <laughs> I thought for sure you would. Normally she does. Young Life. She had some Young Life girls that had met with her, and she said, here's the crazy thing. They were talking to me about their struggle um, cutting themselves. And she said, I met with these girls separately, but all of them said, and it came up in their conversation, I don't remember exactly how she goes, but all of them were listening to the same band when they would have these urges. Music is spiritual. And it was a band that I was listening to and liked. And I was like, oh, I think I might want to change that. Music is spiritual. If you want to hear from God and you're like, God, I want this fast, I'm going to get the most out of it. It's not just not eating. No, I'm going to hear from you. I'm going to grow spiritually. Then the music you listen to is incredibly important. Set the atmosphere. God, I want to hear from you. Get some, get some good worship music that you're listening to. I'm like, this is what I'm going to listen to. And then here's the other one, is listen. Listen to God. Very specifically, in your time, you're like, okay, I'm praying. Don't just be like, I'm going to talk and then I'm done. Spend some time listening. Don't hang up the phone the minute you're done praying and be like, okay, God, I'm out. Especially if you're like, I haven't heard God speak before. The people's voices that we know, we can pick out from a crowd. A crowd may be talking. We played this game in high school all the time, and it was, it was kind of fun, is you'd blindfold one person, and then you'd have four different teams. You had to have at least four different teams. I've seen it done with less. Don't try it with less than four. You need four in case you're going to go do this at home, which you all are, I'm sure. But anyways, so you get the team. You get the people blindfolded in the middle, and then we'd set up pop cans on the floor. And what the, each team member had to do is to work through the maze of pop cans that we set up, but they can't see where they're going. But all four teams are going at the same time. So there's four people blindfolded, there's teams of like, there's 20 people on the sideline, and they're all trying to direct their teammate through, and they're all yelling at the same time, go left, turn right, go forward, faster, slow down, step high, don't run, jump higher, and they're all screaming. It's hilarious. We were playing that game, and one of the youth leaders ended up playing, and his wife was on, the, on his team. And it was hilarious because we've got about 20 or 30 teenagers in this room, and they're all yelling. And he's sitting there like this, and he just walks, he's got his eyes closed, but he just walks through this whole thing. She's, his wife is on the sidelines, and she's walking along with him, telling him what to do. There's, there's 50 voices screaming directions, but he was able to just walk right through. And we got through the end, and all the teenagers were like, that's cheating, she's your wife, that's not fair. And it was just hilarious, because of course, if you beat a teenager, you cheated. But anyways... But he knew her voice. 
especially if you have not yet learned to hear, to distinguish God's voice, take time to just listen. Take time to just listen. After you spend that time praying, incorporate time. You know, we got some of this time that we're, we're taking away from eating, and we're like, okay, I'm not going to be doing this. Then just set aside time to listen. You're like, God, I'm going to be still, and I'm going to listen. Something that might be an idea for you is something that I'll do is I'll set an alarm, and I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to take, and I'm going to give the next 10 minutes. I'm just going to listen. So I'll finish my quiet time, and I'll set a 10-minute timer on my phone. Because otherwise, what I end up doing is be like, how long was this? And then sometimes I fall asleep. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, how long was that? And it's the other way around. So I'll set a timer. And I'll be like, okay. God, just, just speak. And I just sit there. And I just listen. And then here's the next one. The next one is, if God speaks, write it down. What do we do with important things? We write them down. If I was to right now tell you, hey, um, I won the lottery, I, I, I bought a ticket and I want it and I want to give you the ticket, let me tell you where it is. What would you do with the instructions? You'd write them down. You might haul out your phone and start videotaping like, I don't want to miss this. You'd write it down because it's important. Like, I don't want to miss what this is. So if, if you're right, if, especially, and the more sure you are that it's God speaking to you, the, then write it down so that you can take it to somebody else and be like, okay, here's what I feel God is leading me. Is, is this right? Because the more sure we are, the more we need somebody else to come along and to confirm that. The Bible says, let everything be established out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Somebody else that knows the Bible can say, um, actually, that disagrees with what the Word of God says, and that, that's not this. And that's okay to miss it, but write it down. If it's important, we write it down. Write it down. And then here's the next one. And this one gets, gets, gets missed very, very often. But here's the next thing. While you're fasting, the next thing, Isaiah 58, verse 6. It's talking about the type of fast Isaiah is prophesying to the nation of Israel. And he says this, No, the kind of fast I want, here he goes, Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. Remove the chains that bind people. Verse 7. Share your food with the hungry. Many of the things that we had just read, he's talking to the nations and I don't have the power to do. But some of these I do. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide yourself from your relatives who need help. Like it happened way back then too. Okay, then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then you will call on the Lord, and the Lord will answer, Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your fingers and spreading vicious rumors. Verse 10, feed the, hunger, the hungry and help those who are in trouble. During this time, we're like, okay, I'm not eating. One of the things that we need to do and maybe this isn't normal for you, and maybe like I do this all the time, is you need to, during a fast, 
specifically and intentionally make sure you are caring for the needy. It's not just all about you. Not only do we say, no, my body, you don't get what you want. Not only do we say, God, do I want to hear you more? But then specifically we say, I'm going to care for those around me. This is what... This is what God says through the prophet Isaiah to the entire nation of Israel, and it's something that when it comes to fasting, I believe that we need to do and need to incorporate into our fast is caring for the needy. So let me just give you a couple ways that you can do that if you're not used to this. One of the ways that you can do that is you can give to our fill the need account here at church. There's our, when you give here or you give online, there's a little option and it says fill the need. And here's what that is. That's an account that we use here that we have ready when needs arise in the community or elsewhere. Like one of the things that we do with it is Love Inc. calls. Uh, Love Inc. is a local organization that helps with the poor, which by the way is a place that if you're like, hey, I want to go get some hands on and see what they need, Love Inc is a great place to go, but we also support them. But they called the other a while back and they said, hey, um, we've got this couple that we've vetted and th- they've, they've moved to Michigan and we've done everything that we can, but they need about, I don't remember if it was 500 or 1500 bucks. It was one of the two. Right in there, they said that they need, they've got some, a bunch of their belongings that are in storage that if they don't get them out, they're going to lose them and, and the house was water. He goes, it's a long story. He says, we've vetted them. Would Life West want to do that? And I went, hold on. And I went and I looked and I was like, yes, we'd love to because that filled the need was there. There was m- enough money into it. I said, yes, absolutely. He's like, who do you need to check with? And I'm like, no one. We'll write you a check. It's done. Because you guys gave to it, we can do that with it. Another thing we did with that and that we do with, with that is Afghanistan. Freeing. There are so many people. What's going on in Afghanistan is crazy. It is still happening. In fact, I got a, a message earlier this week about a gentleman, a gentleman who's deaf and he can't talk. And he's in Afghanistan, and he woke up in the middle of the night, 2.30, goes over, gets a drink, goes back into his bedroom. And he goes into his bedroom, and written on the wall where it wasn't before is a message, and it says, get out of your house. He says, I got really freaked out. So he left the house and went over to his brothers. In the morning, they went over to look at his house, and it was gone. It was grenaded is is the way that he described it. The Taliban had found out that he had become a Christian recently. And so they went to his house in the middle of the night and they blew it up thinking he was in it. Well, he got out. Some of the funds that you guys were able to give helped to pay off border guards and whatnot and get him out and not only get them out, but he's now at a church somewhere not in Afghanistan where he's being cared for and they're trying to help him find a home and you helped make that happen. So that's one of the things that we're able to do with that. So that's one of the ways that you can do that. That's just one. Love Inc. would be a great way. Get involved with Love Inc. And another one that you may have heard of is the Grand Rapids Dream Center. There was a little video earlier. 
it would be another great place to get involved to see if they, what they need, if they have a need, and how you could help to meet that need over these next 21 days. And be specific with it, saying, okay, what am I going to do? So fasting is not just I'm not eating food. No, it is. It's a, it's a denying my body, it's a putting my body in its place, but it's also, God, I want to grow closer to you. So it's tuning into him, it's spending time in his word, it's spending time praying, it's spending time listening, setting an atmosphere in our homes and in our workplaces, in our cars, where we're hearing from him. But it's at, and then it is also tuning, turning our attention to the less fortunate around us and being like, what can I do during this fast to be a blessing to those that are around. What can I do? What do I have that I can give? How can I be a blessing to those that are around us? And then something to help you guys through this as we do this that we've prepared, and I encourage you to grab one of these, is this, is head to the website, and right when you pop up there on the website, you're going to see the Seek 2022 thing, and it'll say current series, which is going to switch starting next week, but right underneath it, this is going to stay. And if you click on this, it'll take you to our web page for, this, for, the, for the fast. And here's what you can do is if you want, you can click the button there, and it'll download a 21-day prayer guide for you. And how many pages is the thing? It's like 90 pages, so like three or four pages each day, but here's what it includes. It includes some stuff for, for you to see that'll help you know what to pray. It includes some stuff for you to talk about with your kids, some coloring sheets on some of the days, some web links to some different websites that you can help and you can talk to your kids about it and be like, look, this is what we're doing. If you don't want to download the whole entire thing, if you scroll down on the page a little further, we've got a calendar for our 21 days here and you can click on each day as you go through. That gets us more clicks, which gets us higher rating on different search engines. So that would be really helpful. Don't download it. Just go to the website every day and click, click, click. So each day you can click on one of those and it'll pull up the guide for that day. And here's a little example of what the guide looks like. It's just, hey, here's some stuff that's going to go on. Here's some things that you can be praying about. Here's some verses that you might want to look up and, and see and, and then go down to the next page as you, you keep going. There's a whole bunch of resources on here for you and your kids to make this not just a, a, a fast, that, okay, it's done, but make this the most productive fast to make 2020 the best year you've ever had. Why? Because it's the best year you've ever had spiritually. Because you're tuned in, you're hearing God's voice like you never have before. You've removed some things that you now realize didn't need to be there. And you're moving on. I love how the Bible says, it says, let us seek after him with all of our hearts. Yes, absolutely. But it says, let us throw off the sin and the things that so easily entangle us. There's things that you and I that hold us back that are sin that we know we need to get rid of. But there's other things that they just entangle us. They're just in the way. They're priorities that are maybe out of place, that need to get switched around, that need to get moved. So there's room for us to be and do all that God has for us. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? We're talking about hearing from God. And let me just say you can. But here's what I want to make sure. I want to make sure that everybody in here, maybe you're watching or listening to this, you know where you stand with God because the number one need that anybody has is a relationship with him. It's to be forgiven, to be set free, to experience that peace that passes all understanding and to walk out a relationship with him. So if that's you, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand 
and right in your seat. You're saying, God, I want to be set free. I want to be yours. I want to know you. And right in your seat, we're going to pray. And when we say amen, you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt your sins are forgiven and begin to walk out of relationship with him. If that's you, here, online, wherever you are, at the count of three, I want you to be really bold, not halfway, but shoot that thing up in the air and say, today is my day. Get ready. One, two, three. Right now, shoot it up and say, today is my day. Awesome. Anybody else? All the way up. Okay, let's put those hands down. Here's what I'd ask everybody in this room. Let's just pray with those that lifted their hands. Let's all just repeat after me. And you who lifted your hands, as you say these words, say them from your heart. And God's going to meet you right where you are. Let's pray. Say, Jesus, thank you for forgiving me and setting me free. From now on, I'm yours. Thank you for dying on the cross, for shedding your blood so I could be free. And I'm going to live for you from this day forward and forevermore. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.